everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? The podcast where we ask ourselves and others that age-old question, what's your number? In the hopes that telling these stories from our sexual past might help us get a little closer to understanding why we are the way we are. I'm Olivia, recording from Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from New York City. everyone to what's your number all right hello everybody um today we are going to be talking a little bit about fortune tellers <laughs> um yeah surprise. i know right like it's it's a wild card it's definitely a wild card but um you know i can maybe safely say that a, a fortune teller changed the course of my life oh my god stop what a lead <laughs> i love it I mean, I might be like, no, no, you're not. It up a little no, bit, no, no, but. <laughs> don't walk it back. You commit to it. <laughs> Before I uh, dive in, Olivia, have you ever had your fortune told? Um, I have not as such. No, no, I've had you know really? my fortune told by a straw. I mean, I've had my chart done. Like I've had a chart reading, which does include you know some future, yeah. a lot about like what your future will hold, but. Okay. Um, and I've done tarot and stuff, tarot readings, but I've I've never just you know gone and been like, tell me my future. Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, I could as yeah as you may know I like literally just assumed I was like well yeah duh like everyone's <laughs> done that I don't know I just I made I, an assumption. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. I'm glad I give off that um, vibe. I'm trying to cultivate that vibe for sure. I just need to put my money where my mouth is. So, okay. So it sounds like you so, have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So actually it's a little bit of a tradition that um, Dr. Morgan and I had um, in oh our God. younger years. Um, Amazing. We first got our fortunes told together um, more when I moved to Portland. Um, Morgan got us a group on. Nice. Amazing. It's like, love that. And that was kind of crazy. They, I think, said some things that like really resonated with her. And I forget what they, I forget what that uh, fortune teller told me, but I think there were a few things that like resonated. I think she was like, because I was dating number 16 at the time. I think she's like, you're not dating the person that you're going to be with. And she's like, and, but she's like, it's going to be a good, person or something. I don't know. I remember having to like kind of pull it out of her. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and did they predict anything like for you or Morgan that turned out to be true? I'm actually looking. So the first one that we went to, she was a little, a lot more prescriptive. She's like, this is what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. She, with me, I felt like she was a little bit more vague and I was like, oh, but like, but when am I going to meet him? Was yeah. the, I was like, well, what's, what's the, what's the scoop here? And, but, and I think she was just like, I don't know. You'll meet him at some point soon. You know, she's like, you'll know. Okay. And I'm like, that's a lie. But um, with Morgan, <laughs> um, yeah, she was, she was way more like she identified certain things. I think, oh, and here's what happened with the first one. Actually, my grandma was not um, doing well at the time. 
um, she had recently had a stroke and she was like, oh, I, I see your family's going through something right now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think she was like able to kind of pick up on that, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, we also went, we went two more times. Um, I mean, it was just kind of like our little tradition that we do and we, we would kind of see each other again after That's not seeing cute, each other for a while. That's a cute tradition. Very cute. The time I'm going to tell you about was the second time that we went. Um, we did go one more time after that. Um, but if you remember the last time you heard from me, um, I was driving through the desert in Arizona with a random guy um, that I had met in Montana and that I decided I didn't want to have sex with anymore. Um, but backing up a little bit, I, as, as I'd hinted to, there was actually another leg on the journey between Arizona and uh, San Francisco. Right. And that was San Diego, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is where Dr. Morgan was doing her postdoc. And yeah, I had uh, kind of said that this part of the story fits better with, you know, number 28. So okay. that's how we're doing it. That's, okay. I'm, re- I'm rewriting re- history. Listen, it's, it's <laughs> half of it is your podcast. So you can do whatever you yes. want with that half. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and I approve also just, you know, the narrative, it's a narrative device. It is. It is. Yeah. And so I, uh, arrived in uh, San Diego and instantly fell in love, of course, because, you know, San Diego has a very cool, like deserty aesthetic. Never been Um, actually. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it has like a deserty, beachy kind of cool aesthetic. It is a very cool place. I do really like San Diego. I always associate um, it with like, there's a lot of conservative like people and like military people. I think that's always like, oh, made me like, not, that might not be fair to San Diego though. I don't think that's true anymore. Um, I feel like it's kind of like, it's actually getting a lot more people from like spillover from LA. It's actually, it's actually more expensive than LA. I think in some places now, Uh like it's like very, it's gotten very blown up. It used to be, I think more of like kind of like the quieter beach town. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's kind of changed a little bit. It's a little, it's a little bit hoity toity now, you know? Uh Uh Um, but yeah, so as you know, she had just moved there. And, um, she was, you know, still going through her program, but she was doing like, you know, her postdoc. So she was, you know, as a therapist, she had to like be working under supervision or something like that. I mean, there's a difference between supervision and postdoc, but she was kind of like, she was actually making money, but she was still feeling broke. Like she'd, you know, gone through like six years of grad school and she was like, you know, where she was like making no money. And now Mm -hmm. she's like making a little bit, but she's still feeling broke. Uh-huh. And, um, and so we were, we had a lot of like frugal fun together with this like <laughs> phrase that we coined. Um, I love because it. as you know, I, I was like, yeah, I was, um, not working and I was doing the podcast and I, at this point was kind of like starting to look to the next step. You know, I'd been on my trip for like three weeks at this point mm-hmm. and I was planning to spend, I like did not really have much of a timeline for this trip. It was just like, as long as I want for wherever I was, you know, like I wasn't like, it wasn't a very solidly planned out trip. Yeah. Um, like at this point I was like, not even sure if I was going to go to Arizona kind of next. Like I was like, I think I'm going to go to Arizona, but who knows? You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever the wind takes me in my Yaris. <laughs> yeah. Wherever the, the, the wind blows my little tumbleweed self. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. And I think I was like, oh, I really like San Diego. Morgan lives here. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to start looking here. for jobs. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe I'll move here. Exactly. Exactly. 
So I, I remember I was like talking to this guy that I'd met on Tinder in San Francisco, but hadn't like actually met in person uh-huh. and had interviewed and wanted to interview him for my podcast because he had like started a company and blah, blah, blah. And he was like a startup dude. Okay. You know, and um, we were just got to talking and like, you know, he's telling, he's like, and I was telling him about like what I was doing and he's like, you should go to Medellin, Colombia. Okay. There's a lot of like startup things happening there. And I just think, you know, you seem like you are wanting to be around some inspiring people and, you know, you have some ambitions, like that would be a cool place for you to go hang out. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, Solid advice. Yeah. Um, Another thing that happened. So that was just, you know, that's a little piece of information. We'll just say. Um, Okay. That in your back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Sorry. My my nose is itching. Um, um, uh, Sorry to the people listening at home. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just like, does it, your nose ever just like itch? Oh yeah. Like Um, every other day at least. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another thing that happened, which I think I actually alluded to a few episodes ago was, um, do we remember number, uh, 14? Oh, uh, I do. Teacher, teacher, pick on me. That's the musician guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and we remember that number 14 came back around, you know, once when I lived in Missoula. Yep. Um, I remember posting, I don't even know actually how this came about, to be honest, but I was somehow made it known to the internet that I was, I think I posted on Instagram or something uh-huh. that I was in San Diego. Cause that the whole trip was like very much around Instagram. Cause this was like Instagram's like heyday, like everyone's on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I think part of what I was trying to do for the podcast is like, you know, self promote a little bit. Like sure. you have to post shit about the podcast. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So I think that he saw that I was in San Diego and he said, funny thing I'm also in San Diego oh that is funny (laughs) and I was like oh my god that's crazy and then so he's like let's get a beer and I was like absolutely Uh and so Morgan and I both meet up with him and I kind of just thought it was gonna be like a friend hang you know right and I was like he was just doing this whole like thing where he would like you know stare at me kind of like in this cute way where he is just like very like, yeah. Kind of like I'm into you. Like he was very good at giving eyes. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah sure. that's his like thing, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we had fun, I think. And then we, we had that drink. Um, I think Morgan left. I'm trying to think if this all happened, you know, I think actually we like hung out and then I, I was like, we like just stayed in contact after that. Like, I don't think we, we like, Basically, we had we had a drink and then I think we all went home, whatever. And then he was like texting me. He was like, we should hang out again before you leave. And I was like, absolutely. Right. Uh-huh. And so I go over to his place because um, his like he has like a, an apartment there or something. And um, we hook up and then I like record a little interview with him talking about like, you know, his experience and like or just like his whole like story, essentially. Right. 
Right. And then it's funny because it's like, I'm like sitting on his lap like while we like, while like we have do our when you interview super someone. professional <laughs> interview. Yeah, yeah. And like, we're like drunk. We're like on his balcony and like, I don't know. He's just telling me. It, and yeah. And it's just like, it's so obvious in the interview too. It's like, Jesus H Christ. Like she's about to fuck this guy, you know? But like, <laughs> you just slap it up on the internet. Like, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Throw it up on the internet. Um, yeah. And anyway, but so we had our little like run in and you know we had a fun time together and then I yeah I like threw together this episode that I'd edited and he like listened to he's like actually he's like I'm actually impressed and I was like a lot of I would get this reaction a lot about yeah, my podcast we're we like still do it is we, like yeah. starting to get a little annoying <laughs> people are like it's actually good and I'm like what are you talking about like, yes it's I'm not we're not terrible at this like um and you know there are a lot of things like I would do differently about my podcast like number one is the type of mic that I used like there's a lot of bad audio well it's not even bad it's just like a lot of background noise, I think, in some of the audio, which is sometimes a, a, an artistic choice, you know, but mm-hmm. um, sure. I think the editing and composition of the episodes, I'm actually pretty proud of. And I really like, I do really like how I edited this episode with him because I edit, like I put one of his like songs behind it that like really reminds me of him. And yeah, uh-huh. it was just kind of like, very cool. it was this weird, it, honestly, running into him was almost like this weird moment. Like, you know, I, I very much felt like we parted ways and we're like, all right, you know, like it was kind of like we, again, like, you know, we'd had this connection where we kind of like saw each other, like lots of mutual respect. Like, I feel like he's supportive and like generally positive, you know, like overall good experience. Um, I didn't leave being like, oh, I want to date this person or something. I, I left kind of feeling like I'd grown up a little bit and I idolized him a little bit less. Uh huh. Okay. Um, because what, what did you idolize less about him? Um, I think I was, I was just older and like, I was more confident and I was doing what I wanted to do. And I was, I think when I was younger, he would just kind of had all the cards in a way. Sure. Yeah. He was this like kind of famous musician, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. How would he not have all the cards? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then now I'm like, okay, like I've grown up a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm like doing my own thing. And yeah, I was just kind of felt like I was like, I feel, I felt more like we're like equals at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, but so That's I think I like, <laughs> right. I know. I, clearly we were not equals, right? Like I was living in my car, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, but I think that's the thing though, is that we were, I mean, how could we not be? Of course we're equals. Everyone is an equal. Well, sure. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So <laughs> I think I just was like having a little bit like more confidence as well. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's good. That's good. And yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, good. you know, it wasn't so much like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that we hooked up. It was kind of like, well, he should be so lucky as to, you know, yeah, be interviewed by the great podcast interviewer. Yeah, you're just fucking lucky to get on my podcast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I wasn't saying it quite so much that way, but um, anyway, basically I think another thing that like a takeaway I had from that interaction was like, I'm on the right path, if mm-hmm. you will. Because it was just, if it was like such a coincidence that I was like, you know, um, I, I guess sometimes I take those coincidences as signs that I'm doing the right thing. You know, yeah. like this is, where I was meant to be, you know, I was meant to run into number 14. And also I've started to realize like, I'm going to run into number 14 in 
for the rest of my life. He's going to be hanging around yeah. somewhere where I am. I was in Puerto Rico <laughs> last year he and I ran into him. popped up. On the I street. Know. I know, which is Go fucking figure. amazing. And I totally agree. Funnily enough, my number 28 is kind of one of these people, but where there's just some people that just pop up everywhere for the rest of your life. Yeah. like to, like Or whatever. Till I die, you know, probably I'll just continue running into him. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. so I had, it, it was about time for me to go. Um, you know, I was like leaving. I think I hooked up with him like a few days before I left San Diego. Okay. So didn't really get any dick in San Diego. But before we left, like I said, I was contemplating the future. You know, I was feeling very inspired. I loved where I was at, but Morgan and I were like, let's go see a fortune teller. And I yes. had a lot of questions. <laughs> I was like, what should I be doing with my life? And, you know, I told you the first time I went to a fortune teller, she was a little bit vague. I feel like I didn't quite get, I didn't get all the details I want. Actually, a, a detail I just remembered about that interaction with the first fortune teller was, I, I remember I had to, you know how I asked, how will I know when it's him or something? Or how will I know I've met him or something? Yeah. I actually had to, I had to run back into the room to ask that question. Cause <gasps> she was like, she didn't really tell me. And then I was like, wait, I need to answer this question. And I went back and I was like, like we were in the car and I ran back and I was like, wait, I have to ask this question. I was like, well, how will I know? Oh my God. You fucking rom-com protagonist. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so, it's so silly. How will I know? It's, <laughs> how will I know? I know. I know. It's like, it's so funny because like real life is so um, cinematic sometimes. Yours especially, Um, I would say. Because I just feel like you make it happen. Yeah. I was like leaning in for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we go to this fortune teller. I I don't want to ask her if I can record because I know she's going to say no. Uh But I press my little voice memo button, record, put it in my pocket. Sneaky. And like, or like, I guess leave it on the chair next to me. And I'm like, I'm recording this fucking conversation because I want to remember it. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so the gist of it was like, I was very like, I remember asking like very, I asked her a lot of details. Like I really pressed her, you know, I was like, and I, I don't remember every single detail, but I was like, oh, she's like, okay, like you're going to, I think you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to be successful. You're going to make most of your money before age 30. Um, you're going to have a husband. You're going to have like, I think she said three or four kids, which LOL. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like she was just going to like land it. She's like, yeah, this, you're going to be, she's like, you're going to have a really, you know, good life. You're going to be happy. And um, I was like, yeah, I just, but what am I going to, like, what's my job going to be like? That was like my main question. I was like, what should I be doing? You know? Sure. Like, should I be doing this? Should I be pursuing this dream? Or should I like, and I was, I asked her, I was like, how, but I was like, I was like, okay, well, what should I be doing about my job? You know? And she's like, she's like, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing right now. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's not easy, but you know, you're, you're figuring things out. You're on the right path. And I was like, but how will I know? And she's like, when to give up? <laughs> Right. She like finished my sentence for me, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, how did you know I was going to ask that question? She's like, I'm a fortune teller, bitch. It's my business to know. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, you don't need to give up. You just need to start. um, She's like, you just need to start working smarter rather than harder, if that makes sense. And I was like, no, 
that mm-hmm. doesn't really make a lot of sense. But she's like, but you're going to be fine. She's like, lean into what you're doing. You're going to be fine. Um, right. Risks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm just thinking like knowing what you ended up doing and everything. It's, it's interesting. Exactly, she's exactly. like, maybe like take your dollars and go to a place with a weaker currency. <laughs> Right, exactly. So, I mean, I think like to me, like that really did help give me confidence about like, okay, I'm doing what I need to be doing. Cause I think I was, the the question was, do I get a real job now and like settle down somewhere and move to a US city and like just live a normal person life? I was very much contemplating that. I was applying to jobs in San Diego. Right. You know, I was looking to the next step. I was like, it's time for me to yeah, figure out where I want to be. And I guess I don't want to be living in my car forever, you know? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, fair questions. Yeah, so um, I, you know, put that in your back pocket and just hold <laughs> on to that for a minute. It's getting kind of full, but okay. <laughs> so I drive east, um, you know, after, I, and so I drive east, I go to Phoenix, take the little road trip down to Tucson, and then after Tucson, I'm like, okay, I need to go to Texas because that is where another friend of mine is. And I'm kind of on this tour of seeing really good friends, right? Right. So I'm like, that's my final destination. But I had really started thinking a lot about number five. So the, you know, when I was in San Francisco, just a few weeks prior, I had met, you know, number fives, if you'll remember, number fives, um, like, uh, Peace Corps buddy, essentially, who mm-hmm. had said, oh yeah, he was talking a lot about you. And I was like, oh my God, like number five still cares. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, this is the universe know. telling me. Right, okay, yes, there we go. This is the universe <laughs> telling me number five is, yeah, like out there. But also I was, I think I had like also tried to, maybe I was like trying to talk to him a little bit and it was like, he's like still being distant AF, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know what I need to do? I need to make a little pit stop in the place where it all began, Prescott, Mm -hmm. Arizona, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was conveniently located in the same state that I currently was in. It was going to be a bit of a long drive up to go see it. But I was like, I (laughs) literally have to do this. Like, this is just like, I can't not, you know? And so I drive there. I drive to Prescott. I drive to our old house. Oh my God, you're doing like the tour because in the last episode you went to like yeah. the place where you lived yeah. with number 16 and now you're going to the house you live with number I know. five. Mamma mia, okay. I know, I, I know. And it. I sit outside and I look at the fence and it is painted with the same paint that we spray painted it with. We had gotten these like oh multicolored spray paint and we spray painted it and like it was like, it was still like that. Oh, yes, yes. Really, go back and listen to the number five episode, people. It's 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 a real it's a real doozy. It looked exactly the same. And it was like, it was just this like, okay, like let the record state that we lived this life. This was not a dream. Like it because it, it was one of those things I it will always be like such a core memory of mine, you know? Mm-hmm. First first uh year in college, like fall, move it in, you know, my fall in love with my roommate, whatever. Like there's just very romantic and yeah. Very. What a time. Very, what a time. Very romantic. Um, yeah. And it had also kind of like, I honestly do think like meeting him had begun this whole like wanderlust journey that I had in my life too mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think that I was inspired by his like adventurous spirit and 
Well, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do just want to say, like, in all fairness to teenage Mariah, who I do know from episodes one through four, like, you were <laughs> definitely a restless spirit. And you were not going to stay put for long. What I was, yeah, exactly. What I was just about to say was, like, I always felt like I was inspired by him. But I think ultimately what it was is that I liked that quality in him because it was a quality I liked in myself. Sure. And you were trying and to figure out how to actualize it or yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I feel like I like wanted to be him in some ways. That mm-hmm. sense. Like I like loved him because I was like, because he was good at being. Yeah, it was like the embodiment of things that I care of, like a. Yeah, personality traits that I cared about, like just the adventurous spirit and like the confidence to go explore. And I loved that about him. And I felt that, yeah, I was very much living that. I was living that dream. You know, I was road tripping by myself. You know, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I didn't mention this part, but you know, I'd, I'd camped out in Joshua Tree by myself. You know, yeah. like I was like, very cool. I was just like living it. I was doing, and it felt very great to be doing my own thing and be like, responsible for myself, like road tripping through the desert, you know, like I was, yeah, yeah, that's super cool. I was, yeah, very cool. And I, so I was just like parked outside our old house for a second. I mean, not too long. So I didn't want to be creepy, but, um, <laughs> and I went to the park and, you know, I was just thinking about all of this and I was like, I just felt really sad because I was like, I felt sad and I started to feel angry, I think at him. Mm-hmm. because I started to feel like, you know, I, we hadn't had this like closure and I was like, you know, I just need to like get over this. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's dead. It's gone. You know, it, it kind of felt like it was a little bit of closure just seeing it mm-hmm. because it reminded me of like, just, I guess, like everything that we'd been through to some extent, like it started sure. off great, but then here we are, you know? So I'm like, and it's also like, he would make it known if like, you know, yeah, I just like, I think I was mad that I didn't get the closure. I was mad that it like ended the way it did and right. yada yada. It was and I was just kind of like, like a weird like peck on the forehead and like a disappearing into like the early morning darkness kind of. Yeah. What's even happening. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for the throwback Um, that yeah, for those who hadn't listened. That's yeah. Basically, I just like you know, he left in the night and I like just never saw him again, you know? And I just felt like I deserved, I think what made me mad is I was like, I feel like I deserved more than that based on like the love that we had and like the way that he like expressed that love to me and like what I knew it meant to him, but what he wouldn't admit, Mm -hmm. you know? Sure. So I, I think I've just felt angry that it's like, okay, well, I was this great love to you and you won't even like give me the closure. You won't even like let me see you. Yeah. You know, kind right. of like, exactly. like I deserve that. Where is he now at this point? He's uh, still in South America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Central America. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, and I think that that's the beginning of me starting to realize that like, I need to start thinking about him as if he is not out there somewhere. Like it's kind of like pretend he's dead kind of a thing. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah like that person is no longer I mean it, it sounds very morbid to say that but it's just like that person's no longer alive really like the person that you dated like it's like you know it's okay to have that relationship with to continue having those good memories and think about that person with fondness but break off the connection to the fact that that person that you loved is out there somewhere that makes yeah. sense like it's like a little mind trick yeah definitely I think it's um necessary sometimes for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's harsh to say. It's like, 
but you have to, they are two separate entities because, you know, when you're with somebody, you know, you share those sides of yourself. Uh, you're share like, you know, you're, yeah, you're very honest. You share your kind of more intimate sides. You share the, who you really are, your authentic self, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I think you just have to let go of the fact that you're ever going to know them in the same way. So in essence, yeah. the person that you loved is dead, basically. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <For Anyways. sure. laughs> no, I think yeah. it's hard. No, it's harsh. no, it is harsh, but it's... um. It's it's true and and probably healthy to just have a little yeah. funeral for them. Yeah, in that's your my thought too. Um, yeah, so I drove east. Um, I went to Texas, and um, you know I drove through West Texas, just basically miles of flat skyline. And um, I woke up in Big Bend. You know, I woke up like. I went to sleep under the stars and I just felt very empowered again. Like I was just like, this is, I'm doing this trip for me. Like it was exactly what I needed and wanted. And I felt really at peace. Mm-hmm. And cool. um, yeah, so I drove to Dallas after that and stayed with a friend from um, the fishing lodge um, for a week or two. Mm-hmm. She was so welcoming and she like showed me around Texas and it was really fun. And then we went to a hockey game and I actually met up with this guy who was actually from Montana who had moved there. And he was like, you know, again, I think I'd like post on Instagram, like who lives here, blah, blah, blah. Or I'm headed here. And he's like, oh, you're going to be here. Cool. I live here now. Okay. Um, and so I think you knew him. We like flirted before even. Okay. Yeah. We'd like flirted before. Um, and then I was like, yeah, let's hang out. And then, Yeah. I fucked him. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I just like went home with him and then I literally like left the next day and I like drove 20 hours home to Montana uh, to get home for Christmas before a snowstorm and I barely made it. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah. I love these episodes and then, where there's just like, it, it's just, it's all like, sorry, it's all emotion okay. and like in reflection and, and just deep dives into deep dives. the meaning of life. And then we're like, oh yeah, and I <laughs> fucked a guy. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, that part is just like the most inconsequential <laughs> thing that you can ever like. Yeah. It, it was just, it was fine, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was kind of, I think I was, yeah, I, I don't remember, but it was, it was like nice to hang out with him. He was a nice person. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> love it. Okay. Um, and, um, before I, I think uh, I kind of glossed over this, but, um, where I will leave it before the next episode is I decided to, so I had like been kind of exploring, I'm like Medellin, maybe I should, you know, the, what the fortune teller said, right? right. I was like, should I get a real job? Should I lean in? And like, I think it was sometime when I was in, uh, Dallas, um, staying with my friend, kind of similar thing. I was like, what should I do? She's like, you could stay here. You could work at the strip club that I bartend at. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, an maybe, yeah, maybe I, I considered it. I definitely did. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, like let's, let's lean into it. Let's, what do I really want? You know, like what is really inspiring me? Like not, what should I do? You know? Right. And um, I. <laughs> All that social call, pressure to bartend at a strip club. Put that to one side. <laughs> Yeah, right. Of course, right. There were a lot of different paths I could go down. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I called, I had like, I was part of like a frequent flyer club of some kind. And I called and I was like, 
how much would it cost me to fly to Medellin, Colombia? And they were like, um, oh yeah, with how many miles you have, that'll be $160. That's, that's a nice price. <laughs> and I was like, I will take it. Thank you very much. Oh so God. I decided I was going to go for five months and I don't even know. I, oh, I had a wedding. I had to come back to shoot. I was going to do some photography for a wedding that summer. So I knew I had, I had to be back okay. for a week. So I had like this kind of natural deadline, but um, so yeah, so... I basically, I, as I was driving home for Christmas, I was like, okay, I know that I'm going to leave for Columbia in like two weeks. Like I'm going to stay in, you know, yes. um, Montana for a couple of weeks at my parents' house and then I'll fly to Columbia for five months. And like, that'll be my next chapter. Dude, I remember I saw you, right? Uh, do you remember we had brunch on New Year's? Yes. I do. I do remember that. And yeah. yeah, you were like, yeah, you were telling us about your trip and that you've been all around the West Coast and the Southwest. And then you were like, yeah, I'm going to go to Medellin. And, and you know, this guy from Tinder told me, no, I actually don't remember you saying that, but I just love it. I just love young Mariah so much. She's just like talking to a guy on Tinder and he says, maybe you should go to Medellin. And she's like, you know what? I've got some frequent flyer miles. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and also like, I think I, I, it had definitely been on my radar to go to South America. It wasn't completely like out of the blue. I think partly you inspired me to be honest, because um, you mm -hmm. had your, you know, amazing South America chapter. And I was like, that sounds, I, I got to get me one of those. Like I knew there would be that chapter in my life. And I was like, when's that going to happen? Definitely got it. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, I guess the time is now, you know, I was like freelancing. I wasn't making no money. I was like, I had some gigs going on. Um, yeah. I, do. I remember, I remember being inspired by that. Actually. I was like, yeah, I need to get some yeah. freelancing gigs like Mariah just like kill it. <laughs> I mean, it was a little touch and go. I think it was making like $600 a month at one point, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like I was like, if you're living somewhere cheap, like maybe that's fine. You know, maybe I'll just live off savings. That's what I'm saying. That's what the fortune teller was like. Just work smarter. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. The other thing was like, as you guys will, I mean, it had been five years since I had been in a Spanish speaking country. Um, which is actually kind of crazy, but like, you know, I'd done a fair bit of traveling in my like college years and I had actually passed the Spanish fluency test when I was in Guatemala. So I was like, okay, it also kind of made sense from that standpoint. Cause it's like, you don't just like learn a language and then never use it. You know, you're like, right, good calm. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I might as well put this shit to good use, you know? And that, I think that was like a great excuse for me. I was like, I'm going to go speak Spanish. Yes. Ugh. So good. So good. So good. Yep. I can't wait. Oh God, I can't wait for the Medellin chapter. Ah. <laughs> I know. I know I we're in chapters, getting, you know, but like this we're is getting good phase. Along mm -hmm. in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Amazing. All right. Thank you guys mm -hmm. for listening. Thank you there. Baby, if you want me, come and get me. I swear. I'll make it easy on my eyes is what you are and I don't care who knows it Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. Editing and mastering by Lightning the Cavern Works. 
You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Sexcapades.